You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. All right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, people live on Facebook. Uh, yeah, we are live, live to Facebook. Soccer Talk in the Park. I'm in here with uh, Diga Vender. Hi, everyone. Charles O'Toole. Hello. We've got Andreas Schillen here. Of course, I don't, I don't know if you can quite catch him, but he, here, just lean in. A Give bit. us a just wave. Like, there you wave. go. Give <laughs> us a wave. Give us a wave. And then, of course, the general manager of the club, Debbie Ballum, at the far end of the table. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, fantastic. Good. You know, I'm dropping the F-bomb right off the bat. Fantastic. <laughs> here for another, uh, another dose of uh, Facebook Live. And uh, it's a little less of a uh, town hall, I guess. But we're still looking for everybody to, to try and chime in and um, give us thoughts, questions you might have to the club on things that are going on. And uh, how you know how things are going in your world, as well as uh, what you can look forward to from a from a soccer perspective and, and from a club perspective. How's everybody doing though? I mean, are we we all okay? We all sort of dealing with things fine so 100%. far. Hundred percent enjoying the weather now. No more snow since a couple of weeks ago. So looking forward to getting outside. That makes a, a huge difference, doesn't it? When there's just that whole feeling that things are starting to move forward when you lose that snow. Yes, yes that's for sure. What are you touching my phone for? <laughs> Dang. Uh, I'm just being silly. Um, so there's a, a bunch of things we can talk about and we'll try and talk about. Um, I've got a bit of a list here. So we'll start it off with uh, announcements, I guess, from uh, the Alberta Soccer Association. They had, uh, mm-hmm. had put some things out last week, I guess, that's um, now more prevalent to everybody in, in the soccer world in Alberta. And... Um, yeah, maybe some thoughts to that. I'll actually throw it more to you, Debbie, because mm-hmm. you were in on the phone call with the ASA mm-hmm. when they when they had their communication to everybody. So just uh, maybe a, a, a brief synopsis of what they what they suggested the things were going to happen. Yeah, I think right now ASA doesn't know much more than what we all know. Um, we're all dependent on the government, and and when they you know open things back up again. Um, ASA has announced that there won't be any provincials um, at any age group. Um, There won't be any AMSL, the major uh, soccer league for the adult league, and there will be no PDP. So PDP is the... um, It's the AYSL. AYSL, yeah. Yeah. What that looks like for them, we don't know. Um, Part of this is because the you know this COVID issue is much worse down in the Calgary area than it is in Edmonton, so yeah. and that was the whole league was the Alberta League. So right now we're just waiting for you know more updates on when we can resume soccer activities, and once we have that information, then we you know then we can start planning. Well, I mean, I, I, the planning's going on. I, yeah. I know we're trying to hit every scenario we can, and I guess a lot of this will be based on. Um, the provincial government and and the Alberta Health uh, Services and and what they're going to deem to to be a necessity with with getting back to playing and getting out on the field. Uh, I think from a training perspective, I don't think there's going to be too many issues because I think they we're we're going to be able to social distance within. Uh, a, a training format. Games are out. I can't see games happening at all. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Games are probably out for sure in the in phase two. We feel that we're going to fit within phase two. Yeah. So phase two would be able to start camps and academies and skill centers and stuff. So just still no contact. So all you guys are working on different 
um, sessions that we can do where it's still, you know, keeping the social distancing intact and stuff. So phase three is where we're really going to fit in as far as organized sports goes. Yeah. And, and uh, hopefully that'll be something that, uh, you know, happens sooner than later. It all depends on this phase one, of course. Oh, yeah. and, if it's it's uh, going to be like a nurse like a concussion really, isn't it? Like yeah, you, definitely. Definitely. Things spike, then you're going right back to the beginning again. And then we wait it out and see how it goes and things drop. And then we go again. And- it, exactly. I don't see that being an issue. I really don't see much of, uh, I, I don't, at least in the north, in Edmonton, in the in Sherwood Park, and and the surrounding areas, I think we should be okay as far as getting through phase one and starting up with phase two. Well, um, the, the thing is, I think it's just the the PPEs that uh, the short supply. So, like anybody right now who's opening up, trying to get the the this equipment for their own protection and for the protection of their their clients, uh, is it's a three to six week waiting period right now. Yeah. And I mean, if we start up, well, they're saying the 14th, so like next Thursday, next Friday, uh, we'll sure find out what uh, what that's all going to be about real yeah. fast. Yeah, I, uh, I I think just having the whole, <laughs> just just having that thought process and knowing that there's a possibility that things are going to go well enough. Oh, yeah. That's Let's hope zero. everybody keeps the social distancing. Because won't that be like, I mean, because they're hoping the 15th of or 14th of May is yeah. when they were going to start phase one. Yeah, officially. next week. Next week. Next week. Next yeah. week. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it'll take them two weeks to see if things are going well and have a really good idea within three to four weeks, you'd imagine. I don't even know if they have even have timelines like that. It's We're assuming that maybe phase two might be in June, July, right? Yeah. Phase yeah. three and hopefully by August or maybe we're being more optimistic we don't know but um right now i would assume that phase two would probably be end of june early july yeah yeah and that's something you'd want to you know we're all hoping for that that's that's all i all all we have to be be saying in that regard is that we're hoping for it um any questions at all Uh, anybody anybody piping up ask questions hello Ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for us at the uh, within the technical department, we are uh, preparing um, a soccer program, a safe soccer program. So everybody, uh, I think Debbie and Charles t- touched on it as well. So we are in the planning stages of trying to provide um, some sort of activities, whether it be in a camp, a mod, a model, or uh, definitely in a safe soccer um, you know environment where there's social distancing and we have parameters. Uh, that we have planned uh, when it comes to being out in the field with the coaches and with uh, small groups. Um, so that's what we've been, we've been, uh, been tasked to, to work on uh, going forward. Uh, and again, uh, we are, you know, have to wait for the, um, we have to wait for the government, Canada soccer uh, to give us the go ahead on that. Yeah, and, and that makes a whole pile of sense there. I, I, I'm getting notes from people saying that they're struggling to hear the audio within this. Um, again, it's it's uh, we've plugged in so many things. I don't know how many people might have been on Facebook to actually see us attempting to test things. And uh, it seemed to work out okay. But uh, I'm, again, I'm, I'm a little 
unsure. It's it's a bit of trial and error here as far as getting the audio portion of what we're doing because this actually becomes a podcast as well for us um, with all the equipment that we have in front of us. And I've got headphones on because I can... I'm trying to modulate everybody and make sure everybody's functioning and working well. And it's fine from a podcast perspective. So the live portion of the audio, we're hoping that this is working. Like I say, uh, I, I know I've gotten some uh, some texts already saying that it, they're struggling with the audio, but um, I can try cranking things up over on this side. And, uh, yeah, Rachel's oh, saying she can't understand a word you're saying. Hopefully. Oh, great. So Rachel can't hear me at all then. Is that what you're saying, Rachel? <laughs> no, she says she can't understand what word you're saying. Well, I think that's because I'm not speaking English at the moment. <laughs> um, is your mic on? The mic is on. <laughs> well, I can see us recording everything. Everything's coming out live and perfect. Um, how is it's coming into the uh, <laughs> to the board and then out from the board to our camera um, is a whole different ball of wax. So I'm, I'm hoping people can hear us. I can always unplug that and then we can just go with the microphone live. Uh, so that all you're going to hear then is the camera from the, the actual um, phone. That's that's recording it. Oh, that's crackly. That's what it sounds like. So, so hang on a sec. We're, we're actually doing some tests in here. Okay, I'm going to have to get up and do this. I'm going to have to get you guys to continue talking. Right. Yeah. Oh, for, for our club, I just sort of feel bad for our, our youth teams. Well, no one's talking right now. Well, well, <laughs> there's a six-second delay. So Char- yeah, the guy going Charles live, was, walking away, and everybody yeah. just stops. <laughs> yeah, so what I'm saying is because we've got no provincials, I feel really bad for our, our youth teams. Or this is going to be their last year of youth soccer. Uh-huh. I mean, the chance to go to provincials, nationals, finish out their youth year. I mean, that's, again, like, like they're missing their graduation, really, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I think it's just uh, as much as that's something, I mean, that's happening to everybody within reason as far as, the world goes. People, you know, grade twelves that are graduating this year, right? They're not doing their, you know, their ceremonies. They're doing. Well, that's some what other I'm saying. But at least some of these schools are postponing it. Provincials, we can't really do that because we just never know when this is going to be over with. But they, they're some of these schools are postponing them till next year, actually, till January, February. Yeah, they're postponing but, it. I mean, the, the other the, the bonus to that is that the CSA hasn't canceled nationals yet. So, albeit you might not have a provincials, doesn't mean nationals is canceled. So that for those teams. Who knows? There could be a possibility somehow of getting to a national platform. That'll all come from the CSA, which we've heard. Yeah, I don't think we've heard anything yet, have we? Uh, I know we've heard from the Alberta Soccer Association. There's still no sound is what I'm getting messages. No sound at all? <laughs> no, you have to turn it up. Okay, so I had it up a little while ago, and then I had to turn it back down because... Okay, can anybody hear now? Uh, are we out there? Are we listening? Nothing like going ten minutes into a show, and uh, <laughs> it's it's it, it's very quiet now. But they can hear it. No one can hear now. Ha ha ha! Sound too low. Okay, now I'm back up again. Again, there's a six second delay for us to actually hear stuff again. I can hear. I can hear. I can yeah, because I started, I started cranking it okay, back up again. Now. Oh, oh to see, it now I got to go back down again. Not too much though. Okay, now we have my crackly boy over there. Hang on, it's a six-second delay. Okay, now we're back down. You have to tell me if this is the right level to be at or not. It's funny, we have an iPad in here. Debbie is cruising the iPad. 
So we're just double checking to make sure that the volumes are correct for everybody. Uh, it it sounds, all comes down to good. a certain device that we're using to actually make the audio come from the board that we have here that records the podcasts and goes to the camera. So there's a new, um, a new piece of equipment we're trying that also has some weird volumes on it as well. So, and I can hear my own self coming through Debbie's device. Good. It's fantastic. I'll say it again. It's fantastic. Dano, I know you're watching. That's for you. Fantastic. And it's too bad I don't have a microphone in front of Andreas. I'd make him say blueberry in German. Blaubeeren. <laughs> All right. So now that we've got audio back and everybody's kind of happy with that, we're... Uh, you know, we're, we're moving forward with training uh, plans uh, and the, uh, you know, what, what we can do online. Um, so that's definitely something that the technical side of things, uh, D, Andreas, Charles, and myself have been working to run live sessions. Um, we have been doing... Videos. Soccer talk or skills in the park. Skills in the park. We've been doing the skills in the park, and everybody's been enjoying that. But uh, starting next week, we are going to go live as far as the training sessions go yeah. um, for different uh, age-appropriate groups, um, and, and we'll run live sessions. Um, we're working on the, the – is it the team or Zoom that we're going to end up uh, – I think we're still d debating that. I think team is the is – the, platform we're actually going to use for it which is a microsoft platform uh very functional can have up to 250 people on at the same time much like i know zoom is open to everybody and anybody so um it, it, it'll we're still working through the format uh, or the platform that that's going to be done but they will be starting live monday of next week Correct. um which which is a good thing this being thursday what's what's the date may 7th right mm -hmm. yeah isn't that awesome it's like just ripping through this year. <laughs> ripping we through are this ripping year. through this year. So any other things you guys are thinking of or that we've been discussing, I'll, I can let well, you, it's Charles, just that, or uh, talk about? Yeah, it's just, uh, it's all going to be uh, tech-led, uh, these sessions. So uh, each one of us that are present here right now are going to be leading uh, certain groups through it. And uh, times are going to be set and they'll be sent out uh, through our There's going to be an online calendar um, posted to the website because it's going to be not just uh, player sessions but coaching sessions, parent education, exactly. information, stuff like that too. So it, I'll be posting that calendar on the website and then sending out an email as well. Yeah. Go ahead. You, you're oh, no, I'm just saying like, uh, yeah, please tune in, uh, get through them. Let's uh, get ourselves activated again and getting ready for this uh, potential opening of the season uh, whenever that's going to occur. Uh, but get yourselves out there, keep your skills up. And enjoy the sessions with uh, these young, good-looking men here. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't oh, either. No, I just okay. thought I'd throw that Not in. with this beard. <laughs> yeah, I was just, just going to say, that beard is getting awfully thick to you. I, I, it's I, my COVID. Yeah, the COVID look. The COVID look. I, I can see. Uh, so I got a hat on today. You don't want to yeah, see what's underneath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty boy Andreas over here has got quite the scruff going on, too, though. Although, does it look a little more rugged? I see now I bugged Debbie about it, but that's not the way to go. I won't. Um, yeah, we're excited. I, I know that for sure. We wanted to continue uh, reaching out to our members. So excited to uh, get online. Um, now that uh, hopefully we have some good weather in front of us, we can, you know, players can get outside out of the house uh, into their backyards um, or wherever they can be to, to view the this, this sessions and 
Uh, I know for sure I'm excited to to be able to to help put uh, put these on for a membership, uh, both community and uh, Phoenix as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it as well. I, I think, obviously, from a goalkeeping perspective, we're going to set it up a little bit differently than maybe the individual uh, coaches here that, that'll be doing sessions as well. I will have a goalkeeper that I'm working with, uh, possibly uh, another coach who will be doing the service so I can actually um, discuss and talk through what we're doing and the importance of some of the movements involved. Tough to do when, from a goalkeeping perspective, like for me at my age of 106, dropping to the <laughs> ground and then getting up again and, and trying to get myself... Uh, you know, in breath enough to explain what's going on and Which why are we're doing AEDs it. these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a little bit crazy, but I, again, looking forward to it. We just need a separate like emergency action plan. For <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to need a special. Going to have to have a, a defibrillator on site. And <laughs> uh, make sure everybody is is well and happy. Hey, listen, we're going to take our first break again because we're doing this live for a podcast as well. Uh, we take little breaks. Uh, literally, it'll be a split second. We'll continue on live here. Uh, I just need a bit of a break so I can separate things for the podcast. So with that in mind, you are listening to Sherwood Park District Soccer Association's official podcast, Soccer Talk in the Park. And we'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. And we're back. Yes, live. Soccer talk in the park. <laughs> the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. And we're live to Facebook. Um, there were some questions from people in, in regards to the first uh, first element we were speaking about, which was the ASA and the different programming that's um, been canceled for the summer, at least, for, for outdoor in, in relationship to that, and the questions are? Yeah, I can kind of reiterate what I already said. Um, <clears throat> ASA has canceled provincials. There has been no soccer leagues that have been canceled as of yet. The only thing that's been canceled are provincials, um, the AYSL for the PDP, and then the AMSL. So other than that, Alberta Soccer has not canceled anything. We have not canceled anything. We're still hopeful of a outdoor season we just don't know what that looks like just yet. Yeah, and, and all of that comes down to stage two being opened up from the government and uh, how that aligns with recreation facilities opening, field space being opened. All of that pertains to what we do as far as uh, soccer goes and, and being able to uh, support and help out our membership here at the SPDSA. Yeah, and just to, to do a little bit more of a recap, what we've been working on as a technical staff is a safe soccer program um, to follow the guidelines of social distancing, um, to be able to follow the guidelines that would be, be put in from the government um, and developing that within a, a training environment where players are able to come out to, uh, to the soccer field, uh, be in a small group setting, uh, have social distancing parameters when it comes to uh, arriving to the field, things like that. Um, so that's what we have been working on. So we're able to deliver uh, a program come the opportunity that we're able to be on the field. That's an amazing th thing too, because in the meeting yesterday that we were having, I, I would say a large portion of it was just taking field spaces and trying to break down the field spaces. Oh, the logistics was uh, unbelievable. Like you know, some of the stuff you're having to come up with. I was like, oh yeah, 
We yeah, have from, place from, before we can do this. Exactly. From from like, players coming up one side of the field to leaving on another side yeah. to, to how do they place their bags? So even how cones do we lay that out? All, yeah, exactly. All we figured it was it was it was it's gonna be close to hundred and eighty cones that need to be laid out. Just be around the field. Just around the field, so so players have a, a place to drop their own specific bag and be able to maintain social distancing. It's uh it's it's quite the task. I'm looking forward to it because it gets us back to playing. And that and that's well, the you know end what? Game. It makes us think outside the box a little bit as well. Yes. Because you're taking this into account and then I mean it really makes you think how we can break down sessions as well. For sure. Utilizing the space but also maximizing it with what little space we do have. Yeah. Yeah, it so. was it was definitely interesting just in here talking about training methodology and how we're going to be able to deliver that to our TLs and to uh, the people that are in this room about how we want to be able to train uh, the players and what methodology we want to be able to use in this in this moment. It was in this quite interesting back and forth spitballing with each and every over like how are we going to get this done? What do we want our coaches to focus on and what's the intent of the session? So it was great. It was it was awesome to talk about because it just it keeps your mind fresh as well. Very much so. Very much so. And then, and then again, knowing that the numbers could be regulated by the government, not so much by us, then that not necessarily limits your space and area, but it limits the number of staff you can have out there right. to coincide with adding more players to the mix. Well, that's and just it, because like they're saying a fifteen max possibly. Well, that may maybe only mean twelve players. Yeah, that you can have there, and then you'll have three staff. And three and then, staff to yeah. So. yeah. To, to to deal with and you'll have quite a large space to work with yeah. with those 12 players yeah. you'll have an entire half of a large full outdoor field so yeah. um the training i cannot say it enough that the training will be fantastic the training will be uh just so much Again, more one-on-one -on -one time as well now. exactly exactly i think that it will be more one-on-one -on -one time i think as a player i'd be jumping at the chance not only are you going to be jumping at the chance just because of the covid and being stuck in your little you know area of the world at the moment you can get out there and express yourself a little bit more on the field which is a an exciting thing i'm sure it'll be exciting yeah, for everybody. To, to a point as well is we've been talking about this for the last about a year or so uh position specific training as well mm -hmm. this sort of leads into it a little bit where you can actually focus on that one position, that one player, even within that limited space. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I have some questions yep, for here. Sure. Um, somebody had asked about the Strive Camp, what stage would that fit into? We think it would fall into stage two, and that's kind of what you guys have just been talking about. How do we roll that out and still keep the social distancing in mind? We don't know come July, the first week of July is when our camp is, maybe the that the guidelines we might be able to expand it to 50 or whatever that number may be mm -hmm. it make it easier um we are still hopeful again of having this drive camp it might just look a little bit different once again um another question is um how do you play a game or practice with social distancing i think you guys might be able to, uh, that's what we talked about before is that we're trying to come up with session plans or drills or skills or whatever that you can do that maintains the social distancing, uh, you guys might be able to, you know, expand yeah, on that better. I can, I can probably take that. Um, so, yeah, everything would be individualized. So um, there will still be a small group setting. However, it would be individualized to the player. So within the social distancing parameters, I believe it's two meters uh, away from each other. Uh, we will design uh, ball mastery sessions. Uh, we will design um, different challenges where there'd be relay challenges. Uh, we would design different elements of the game where 
players are away from each other but can still be um, still be you know have that social relationship and competitiveness and competitiveness yeah so um, there's the the parameters that we'll be following obviously is the distance stuff however we can have different types of games where we have you know let's just say it's a relay race and we've got you know two players per team that they're always you know six meters apart um, they dribble through a set of cones, come back, and they're in a race against you know other groups within that within that part of the session. So um, we'll have different activities that w- that will incorporate that, and obviously we would have uh, parameters and rules where players are you know, not touching the ball with their hands. Everything is uh, dictated on potentially having their own soccer ball that they take care of and and not uh, you know consider. Con- like sharing a soccer ball, things like that. So it's there's a lot that we've uh, thought about where we limit the contact, um, especially when it comes to equipment as well, too. Yeah, and and I think there's uh, as we discussed as well yesterday. I think there's a a lot of different ways you can you can get a better understanding of the game and 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 still work on how to defend properly, how to how to perform from a midfield, you know, three or four, however many you have in the midfield. How do you attack? You know, as a group, uh, I think all of this stuff can still be accomplished with the social distancing. Oh, you can still do shadow play, exactly. phases of play. Movement, like, yeah, all that movement, type of stuff yeah. that you need to have on a field and on the ball or off the ball uh, can all be achieved with the, the social distancing. It's, a, it's amazing how much of the game we can still do uh, with social distancing uh, without physically getting stuck into a tackle. Because the understanding of that game for me is is one of the biggest keys that I think a lot of younger players lack, and and this will really help to to benefit all the players in a better understanding of the game. Through, and I, and the I think with the, actually working with the less numbers, we can get those points across a lot better, and I, the the kids and players would get a better understanding, like you said, of the game and other position on the fields. So. Yeah, I I, th- I think definitely that's it's a good thing. It's a, yeah. it's a good way of going. Yeah, a massive, a massive um, is impact will be on just technical development in understanding the the techniques that can be trained in there as well. So it's just going to be a lot of a lot of time on the ball for players, um, you know, in the same you know same vicinity, but not too close. Not too close. We'll get some awareness <laughs> on the field now. <laughs> well, and then, then that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's you're the whole bringing so a whole bunch of different elements uh, that to it's develop a, a player has to understand. It's amazing how things change and yet will allow you to retain certain aspects of a game all because now we've social distance. We have to think outside of the box, be more creative in the training, and, and that goes right down to the players now having to be more creative in their own thoughts of how they perform, what they're going to do, how is my movement oh, Visualization, a big part of it as all, well. All of that is has got to be done, and I think that will lend itself to a much better player in the long run. Uh, I, I can't see it not being a, a, a good thing. So um, I, I think moving along, unless there's another question in regards no, to that sort yet. of thing, uh, maybe yeah. thoughts of, uh, of how programming in general, it's one thing to talk about the, the training end of it. but uh, Yeah, I think, I think to, to go along with this as well too is that you know, getting, being able to, to get out there and be on the field and be able to train uh, technically and, and, the phys- and the physicality side of things will prepare the players to potentially when we get to stage three to be ready to get into that game environment. Um, you know, being, 
if if players were were sitting around and not doing I know anything physically or technically, jumping into the the game environment will be a little bit harder. Um, you know, physically, in my mind, and I think in everybody else's mind, potentially as well, too, is that you need to be physically ready to play as well. So being able to be out there, touching the ball, building up your physical anaerobic and aerobic capacity, building up your, you know, touches on the ball, whatever it may be, ball mastery things, that will get be like almost a preseason to when um, the stage three comes in and we can incorporate small group games and things like that. Well, the thing is, is when you, we do come to stage three and we're actually allowed to play games, it could be a really fast turnaround. So we get the go ahead, let's say July 1st. We could be playing July 3rd or 4th. So doing these sessions that the, the techs are going to be running with you guys and, and the, the skills in the park that we've been doing for the last few weeks is getting you prepared at least in some way for when this does happen. Because yeah. we obviously we want you yeah, getting out there, playing right away, but we also want to minimize any injuries that may possibly occur. Yeah. Right, I mean, but that, I mean, that's the hopeful side of it. Let's be honest. I think everyone's going to take a little adjustment when you're, you've are you been cooped up at home or you might have been doing some stuff, going for walks with the family and things, but uh, to actually get out there and start full out running, that's going to, I think that's going to take a little well, we bit all, We of all know it's different when you practice and when you play. I, I, re I realized that when I went outdoor doing my goalkeeping uh, things, you know, that getting up off the ground or even skipping through a couple of cones, Uncle Darren was having to <laughs> hold the bus and pause some things there just to catch his breath. Um, listen, we're going to take another quick little break here for the podcast. Uh, you're listening to Soccer Talk of the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. And we're back. Yes, Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. I've got, uh, well, I mean, you all know live, but D, Charles, and uh, Debbie in. Andreas is here as well. You know what? I'd love it if someone had some questions for Andreas. Just throw some because I, I just want to force him to go on a microphone. <laughs> no, it's having fun. Debbie, you, you see, you had mentioned whether there were some questions there. Yep. One question was, how will, how will we deal with um, team size if 15 is max, including coaching staff? I think the games won't fall until phase three. By then, once we fall into phase three, then it'll um, allow for more people to be participating and the social distancing will be somewhat more relaxed. Right now, the training, if, we have, if we're going to be doing team training and there's 20 players on a team, we'd have to rotate, you know, 10 first, then 10, so that, and maybe shuffle the players up. So yeah. we haven't really, I don't know if you guys have even Yeah, we that discussed far. it a bit yesterday. Yeah. So we, we had Dean and, and Rachel in the office yesterday as we were discussing this. And um, we were want to, we want to be as inclusive as we can for the the membership the the players that want to be a part of this, the, the sure park district soccer association we want to be able to provide programming for everybody so in in the um social distancing parameters if we're able to have let's just say there's a team of 
of 20 and 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 we can only have 12 kids or whatever in the field we have to make a decision on on how we can incorporate that right but it doesn't just uh, streamline from that it also we have to take into account of how many registered players we have in that age group so let's just uh put it simply are you 17 girls age group we've got um i think i believe over 70 kids in that age group so we're gonna have to look at making a decision on how we would like to break that down so we're still in talks about that how we would like to break down that age group whether we go tier one tier two tier three or we do try to do a different format however we are we're still ongoing about how we'd like to break down uh those players so we get them uh into to fit in the the parameters right um next question is how will cost compare to what they've paid for a season when the season going to be different will they be prorated so on and so forth so yes um the fees will be different it's be based on what we provide there won't be no refs there won't be any um league fees fees, stuff like that so the fees will be based on the cost that we're having of training right um you know technical staff um our fields stuff like that um so once we have the actual program determined, then we'll be able to go back and determine fees. Um, regarding fees, um, we still get a lot of questions like, can they get refunds? Absolutely, you can get a refund. We are not charging any of the fees that are associated with a refund that is in our refund policy. But you can request a refund, but we're asking for everybody just to be patient. And instead of getting a refund and then re-registering, that incurs more costs for the association. So we're asking right now just to be patient Stay registered. Once we have, you know, more information and we're able to actually roll out a program, then we'll adjust fees as needed. Yeah. Uh, And uh, as Debbie just said, I'll just reiterate it, you know, making sure that you're still registered with the club goes a long way to allowing us to set up the programming that Dee and Charles and Andreas have talked about. Although I know you're not really hearing Andreas, but um, <laughs> we have talked about it, and and just making sure that the numbers are correct in what we're what we're doing, because if you, you know, you may want to train and you may have taken the the refund, now you're no longer registered. So we have to keep you registered within the club. So we, when we're designing these programs and we're ready to go out on a pitch we will have the numbers and understand, okay, we can do this 12 year, 12 year, 12. But if you're not registered, you will not be in those 12. So You also won't get the communication to say that what we're doing. It, so it's important to stay registered so that you can still stay on our communication list. Exactly. So there, there's way more involved uh, as far as staying registered, um, not uh, getting the refund. Because at the end of the day, if, if come July... And God forbid we have not got to um, station or uh, phase, sec- two. phase two. Uh, you can still get your refund then. I mean, if, if, if that's that's the part for me. I, I, I know speaking with Debbie and 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 she's spoken with the rest of the board. Um, the refunds will be there no matter what. So leave it in there for now. You stay registered. If something doesn't happen, you can request the refund at that point. Or you can even transfer those fees onto the next season, which we're looking at doing that as well. Which is fantastic. Yeah. That's that's definitely something that would be helpful and a bonus to everybody else. And then, like you said, like staying registered, like we mentioned earlier, that turnaround could be really fast. Could be within one to two days. And that's the scary. And, playing. Yeah, yeah. That's and the- if we don't have any teams, 
It, 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 it makes it it's, really it's tough. It's hard to plan for something when we don't know who we're planning for exactly. at that right. point. Exactly. Right? So yep. again, uh, all I can do to reiterate all of that is just stay registered. Um, bear with us in regards to not asking for refunds. You can if you need to. And then God forbid anybody goes without having money. So, uh, but at the end of the day, if you can afford to leave it in there, you may as well leave it in there because it's, it's something you know your kids are going to want to continue to play soccer and, and hopefully continue to be part of the SPDSA. We try our best to, to make sure everybody is uh, taken care of and happy. So, um, you know, let's just keep going well, any, down uh, Any updates we're passing on to our members anyway right away. And, I mean, we're in constant contact with ASA, yeah. who's in constant contact with CSA and uh, yeah. uh, Alberta Healthcare or Alberta Health. So... As things roll out from then, we're yeah. definitely passing them on. And having these live uh, to Facebook uh, sessions, I, I'm hoping is helpful for, for the people that are listening in uh, to ask questions. Feel free to, to, you know, whether it's technical stuff or whether it's uh, questions from, from, from Debbie. And I, I see there's another question. Yeah, this one is, if we're limited to 12 players and three coaches, once the season starts, the teams that are playing 11v11 will be short players unless we are allowed to have more than 15 players down the road. Again, this will fall down to when once we get into phase three of being able to actually play and the social distancing is lifted or more relaxed. We may look at, I know I've been on a call, several calls with ASA, and then there's an executive director's committee that I'm on as well. We just had a call yesterday and talking about small-sided games, not the full 11v11 and maybe 4v4s, 3v3s, stuff like that. So I think that's where we're trying to exhaust all of our options to be as creative as possible to get as many kids out in the field as possible when we're able to. And I, I also think that don't panic about, you know, all our teams usually 15 or 18. Your team will still be 15 or 18. Once we get to that point where we're playing full-sided, your team will remain the same. This is specific to the training processes that we're going to be allowed to do come the second phase of the government's getting back to normal. Yeah. So in that second phase, it's purely training. It's a so, camp, yeah, it's a camp. It's a camp environment. It, there's, yeah. there's nothing associated with their, this is going to be your group for the, for the foreseeable future. It's all going to be determined on what, uh, if and if and when the league gets open or is open, um, do we do we want to be um, you know running full full length or full size soccer games whatever it is it's it all, it that determines more than what we're doing right now so in the interim it's going to be a camp style small group training getting ourselves within following the the social distancing parameters and then we will look at um, if everything's lifted and we go back to normal then we look at how we're going to p- put those teams back together. Yeah, and, 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 and like... And a, where a, they're going to play. Exactly. So m- most of the teams, I, I, would, I don't want to say most of the teams, but a good chunk of the teams have been uh, sort of set up. Uh, there may be some, some player movements within those groups I- in different ages, um, uh, but I don't see much change in regards to yeah, I mean, the size of these teams the way they mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's going to continue on that same... A pathway. It's it's just again we're 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 now talking about just getting back into playing football, getting back into our training and how we train and and it and, and honestly those numbers are based on our COVID nineteen guidelines. They are not based on your team. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's- I have another question about will the P- PDP still train? Um, yes, that's going to be coming next week and part of the 
online. First of all, we have the um, the online sessions you can do individually, but now we'll be doing the the teams sessions or what's the other one tech called? led yeah tech led tech led, tech led sessions led online yeah sessions, online yeah. sessions so and there'll be live sessions so we're just finalizing that today and part of tomorrow and how that's going to all roll out in the schedule and stuff so as soon as we have that information then we'll send it out to everybody so you know how to log in and take part in these sessions yeah and, and like i said we it's going to be inclusive and i mean that was one of the topics we were going to talk about was how could teams roll out with the uh with our club, which which would include the PDP, and 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 as Debbie's just said, it's it's they're all going to be part and parcel with the programming that goes on and uh, <coughs> and the live yeah. training that we have put out there. Yeah. Another question: mm-hmm. um, If if we get to stage three during the summer, and games can start, what is the plan for the PDP teams join ESA, EMSA, exhibition games again, training only? Um, I think. That's a very good question. I don't have an answer for it yet. Um, I actually have a meeting with ESA next week, so it'll be a question I can ask them. It might be just kind of like the indoor season where they just were the playing um, in-house uh, games, exhibition games against the other license holders yeah. locally. Yeah, yeah, and, and that makes sense. I mean, and that's, again, this because this is all new to us, mm-hmm. Uh, it's all new to everybody in the province as far as it's all new to everybody in the world, uh, this whole COVID-19 thing. And it's, and it's, it's going to make a difference and it's going to take some time for, for everything to adjust and to, to change and for all of us to sort of come to an agreement. And I don't mean even within the club, I'm talking, you know, Debbie and, uh, Dano and the rest of the tech crew having to talk with other clubs and other districts just to make sure that we're all sort of following the same platforms and, and trying to follow the right guidelines that are set out for us by the government to make sure everything's functioning and going forward. So yeah, and just uh, just to add to that as well too, it's it's not just a, it's not just a, a quick fix when we talk about our PDP teams just to throw them into a league. Uh, the guidelines and parameters for the Alberta Youth Soccer League is very, very different than the ESA and the EMSA leagues. So we have to be able to 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 have our our teams fit their their rules and their guidelines. So um, we have to discuss that with ESA and mm-hmm. EMSA or whatever it is within our in our programming. Right? So um, just so everybody understands that there's different rules and regulations that go on. So it's not just that that simple. No, definitely not. Um. You know what? I, uh, what's coming up? Uh, and I forgot to mention this is uh, Mother's Day. Is it Mother's Day? Yeah. Coming yeah. So hey, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Just th- thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> I won't get to see my mom. She's back in BC. I'll have to, uh, you know, yeah, I'll, give I'll, her a phone call. I'll I'll throw it out there. So if anybody, um, if anybody that ha- is watching this, or please, if your kids, if there's anybody out there, sh- send us a send us a video, a Mother's Day shout out video. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can yep. uh, we can get that uh, we can get that on our social media ch- uh, um, platforms. I like that. I like seeing those videos that come in of players juggling, doing different tricks, all kinds of things. Um, you know, and, and then none of them actually mentioned that the, they learned it from Andreas. But at least it's <laughs> something that they can say is uh, is going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to get Dre involved here, and he's just. Uh, He's, he's not having any of it. He's focused. He is focused. He was. I don't know what he was writing, but he was focused on something. Um, I think he was doodling. <laughs> Listen, we're going to take one more quick break for the uh, podcast portion of this. And, and again, Facebook Live will be, uh, will be continuing live. We'll just be quiet for a couple of seconds. All right. You're listening to Sherwood Park Soccer District. <laughs> and I mess that up all the time. 
You're listening to uh, Soccer Talk of the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park <laughs> District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Outback RV. Discover the Outback at Outback Country RV, Sherwood Park's first RV dealer. I've got some weird counting uh, on this thing, counting me in here for this next session. You're listening to uh, Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Wow, almost out of breath with that one. I'm struggling. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> we're back live. We always were live. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, so in, in this segment here, we can, uh, I don't know, we can, we can, uh, we can hope that uh, more people are going to be asking questions. Um, I see Andreas and Randy, our phone's ringing in the office here, and Andreas is running out to answer I it. do have one question, okay. and, and I was going to bring this up anyways, but um, we're being asked a lot, can we run these live Facebook things in the evening when people are not working? Yes, we can. We're working towards it. Yeah, we are yeah. working towards it. Uh, but to, to let everybody know, uh, once we finish the recording and I end it, um, I actually save it and it'll save to our Facebook page. If you do not have Facebook, and if that's the case, I'm not actually talking to you. Um, <laughs> we are working on another method to record what we've done to Facebook and be able to load that up on another platform. And if you do, um, if you do, or you're able to still watch this video on Facebook after it gets uploaded. So if you do watch this at a later time, uh, just in the comments section, write in your questions and we will get back to those questions when, once we write it up. Yeah. Either, mm-hmm. either through definitely. an email or through just yeah. commenting back on the, on the page. So we will definitely answer any questions if you do have any uh, after the fact. And we'll all sign off saying it was someone else who actually answered it. <laughs> <laughs> Another kidding. question further to team placement. Um, what will the evalu- evaluations look like for kids wanting to try out for the first time? It depends on the age group. Right. Yeah. 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 So right now, uh, with the way things are going, our nines, tens, elevens uh, and twelves. Register. Registered. And be a part. Be yeah. a part of our program. Be a part. Uh, but the nines and tens, uh, we're, we're probably not going to be having uh, any tryouts for it. The tryouts more than likely will be for the twelves and up. Again, for the U-12s, it'll be depend on which league that they go into as well. Yeah. And again, that's the Phoenix side of things. Community side of things, we're still working yeah. on and doing some live to fa- or live sessions for anybody in community. And a lot of the stuff that... Uh, that we that we're doing supposedly for Phoenix can be crossed over, you know. A, a community kids can jump on board with that. Hundred percent. Yeah. So we will be. So like, uh, I'll I'll be running uh, the community sessions. So the the Zoom or the team sessions. I'll be I'll be working um, on that platform with the the community program for anybody that's interested. So that will be going up there. Uh, also, uh, we will be uh, having a plan in place as well, too, for the social distancing, safe soccer program for our community programs as well. Uh, we have talked about that as well, so that we will be having an opportunity for our community program and our, and our Phoenix program. Um, my suggestion is that if you have a, a kid in, in the junior Phoenix age group, register them. Register them. They'll, they'll be a part of our program. If you, if there's... We're a long, I, th- I feel we're a ways away from getting back on the field to play games, but register, register kids, be involved in our, in our social uh, safe soccer programming. Uh, they'll get their opportunity to that a normal eva- evaluation doesn't give them. They'll be, have an opportunity to train in an environment over a period of time 
and get uh, their chops up again before there's a process that we go through uh, if and when we do get to play uh, live soccer again. Yeah, and, and it's the I, w- I want to go back to the uh, the goalkeeping component that we're going to be doing here live. That'll be open to anybody within the club. It's not specific to uh, community or Phoenix. It's goalkeeping, and I want it open to everybody. So from young, old, medium, <laughs> what's what's medium? <laughs> but, but, you, but you're all you all can get involved, and you can all be part of the goalkeeping program. And PK might even be, show up and help out. So. That's a good thing. Yeah, I think I'll just ask, uh, say one more thing about that. So for tryouts, hopefully we get to that point where we need them. There will be one tryout per age group, um, and it's going to be very quick because we will be on a very quick turnaround from scheduling to creating fees to it. it, There's a lot behind the scenes that has to take place as well. So um, it'll be one quick, you know, tryout per age group. And, and at U13 and higher for sure, possibly U12. Yeah, and that's something not to get upset about if you don't get involved in that right away. This season, this outdoor season, is such an anomaly in the way things operate and the way things have been and the way things are moving forward. So never, I just don't want to see people get upset or, you know, get bent out of shape for for, for some reason because this this outdoor season, if it happens and when it happens, um, is going to be way shorter, way different than any other season that the club's ever had. Uh, and it'll, that goes the same with anybody. Any any groups out there, it's going to be an anomaly for them as well. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that we our focus is, uh, is number one and always going to be is, is player development. So how we can get you know players in an, in an opportunity to continue their development. Um, you know, games, teams, and all those things that are what we develop players for, uh, that that is going to be a little bit further down in our reality. So where we want to make sure that we, if if you are a player within the SPDSA or wherever you are, um, you have an opportunity to be trained by our technical staff in, in our safe soccer program and be able to have the opportunity to be a part of our program. Come the evaluation, you'll have that opportunity to be a part of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. What D said. <laughs> um, I, I, as far as timelines go, uh, based on what the, the province and the relaunch looks like, um, we, we just don't know. I mean, a, a lot of that will depend on how the public in general here in Alberta determines what they want to do. Like, do they want to continue wearing masks and social distancing? I think... Uh, a lot of what happens for our club will depend on what the public decides to do as a whole and, and how they want to approach getting back to normal. I mean, not to sound negative, you look at some of the horrors that have happened th- throughout history and, you know, the Spanish flu and, and the different things that have gone on. Technologies back then were horrible uh, as compared to now, so things have changed drastically in that regard. But it's not an overnight thing. And if you think two months is, is too long to um, be sitting back and waiting for something to happen, you're wrong. It's, it's, a, it's a, not even a, a blink of an eye in, in the way history is and the way life operates. So it, it's, it's horrible in the sense that it's two months out of our lives at the moment. But, hey, if we can get back to things within three months, that's a blessing. That's, that's something that's, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. And I hope everybody has that thought process going forward as well as has that thought press 
uh, thought process of, of continuing your social distancing, washing your hands, making sure that when you go into a supermarket, if you have to wear a, a facial covering now, you do it because uh, it's only going to lend to things getting really back to normal faster. Well, if everybody does their part, we're prepared to do our part, and we all cooperate, we get there faster. There we go. Uh, I'm loving that. Yeah, <laughs> we have, um, there was a comment made about their six-year-old was excited to be playing soccer for the first time. So Dee will be doing some, uh, are, are you doing them online, live? Are you going to be yeah, recording so, them? So my plan to, uh, to help uh, get our, you know, our little uh, soccer players still active is to, I'll be providing uh, an online uh, video. So I'll be recording just different things that, um, parents can help their kids at home with uh, just different types of drills uh, that parents can do at home. And now we will be putting together uh, that into a little bit of package that would be um, accessed on our website. Good. Another question, will there be an even bigger focus on player development should a season actually happen, especially since provincials are cancelled? I think player development it's always, always been our focus. focus. Yeah, that's yeah. our number one thing. We're all player-centered. Yeah. That's part of our philosophy going forward. We're now a national youth club licensed uh, association here. And uh, we're following CSA's parameters and guidelines and their long-term player development. And that is all, all this club is concerned about is player development. Yeah, we've got a long term. We've got a long term goals. I think when it comes to that, uh, provincials being cancelled is not uh, a long term thing for us. It's a short term goal. We, we obviously want our teams to be successful in provincials. However, we'll be more. Uh, I'll talk about it from my perspective. I think I'll be more excited. Even the club will be more excited if we can push players into profession, professional environments in the future. So because provincials are canceled this season, for me, that's not a, a stopgap for what players can do in the meantime um, for, you know, down, down the road, wherever they're going to get to. Well, we're actually going to be having a live session next week. And if the parents want to tune into that, we're going to explain that in a lot more detail. The player pathway, what our philosophy is, how we develop the kids, our methodology. Uh, be prepared for maybe about an hour, an hour and a half little session about it, but we will go into detail and it will give you all the information that you require. That, that'll be part and parcel with something that we do uh, as a tech group as well. Each, each Tuesday for, for this month of May, um, we're looking to put together programming. Our first one's going to be on philosophy, the club's philosophy for, for, for parents to, to look at and to hear. Um, second one uh, on the 19th of, of this month will be uh, related Club. with John, John Club and yeah. grassroots soccer and how that operates. Um, so there'll be things every Tuesday continuing on from there in regards to uh, ways the parents can get involved, more so from a, a viewing perspective and getting to understand uh, the club, uh, both philosophies and how we operate and just the game in general and and. and gaining more awareness of, of what goes on at a football club and within a football club. Yeah, and I think just like also understanding why we do the things that we do. So, you know, why do we not have scores and standings? Well, we'll, we'll provide that information to you on the importance of that. Uh, why do we, you know, why do we have a preferred trade? What is a preferred training model? Well, we're going to we're going to touch on that uh, for our grassroots uh, for our grassroots members. What um, is long term player development? What is long term player development? Um, why do we believe in it? 
you know, why are we, why do we say LTPD all the time? What does that mean? So we'll be going through all of that uh, and giving our membership a, an understanding. So we are able to, to be on the same page moving forward uh, when we talk about uh, doing the right thing uh, for the player. Yeah. Couple more questions. Um, they love the videos. Dan Eckert loves the videos. Wants to know if we can do them in landscape instead of uh, portrait mode. Keep that in mind. Landscape. Oh, oh yeah, sideways. The horizontal, yeah. <laughs> horizontal. And, and I only know that because D and I were working yeah. like crazy to My figure basement's out not that big. the horizontal <laughs> for this uh, live feed that we're doing. Yeah. Um, Another I, question here. So that, no, no. that's an easy fix. Yeah, it's a, yeah. that is Just an easy fix. Phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. Um, Michelle Ka uh, Chambers has asked, um, do we have a date in mind when we'll say there's no outdoor season going to happen? I nope. think that comes down to <laughs> yeah. the, the phases. September 26th. <laughs> no, I, mean, yeah. no, I, no. I, I think it's going to happen sooner than that. I think the government will determine for us yep. how things will operate. If they decide that this phase one, and again, this all comes down to the public and everybody out there, you know, minding their P's and Q's in regards to uh, uh, an action plan moving forward to get us back to normal. And if they're following that, then the phase two portion will fire up and we'll get an opportunity to do some things. Is that going to be at the end of June? Is it going to be at the end of July? Again, it'll all be determined by the government. Once the government makes that determination and says, all right, everybody's good to go for phase two as of eh, this date. Um, hang on a sec. I want to do this one. Sorry, I just had to throw that out there. Um, so if uh, we're, we're all asking no, the same question, yeah, yeah. We're, we're asking the same. Yeah, we're we're well. all asking the same question. I as think well. I think if there's something that we can't if we can't provide a program, will be kind of wrapped up by sep end of September, mid September. I would say that would probably be the close to when we make that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'd, I would say by if we don't know by the end of June, if it if if it doesn't look positive that we can provide something. We probably thinking because we would need say even first week of July if we don't know by then if we haven't been given any indication. clear answer yeah. indication we that would probably be kind of the time frame there yeah and please keep in mind we have to take our direction from Alberta Soccer and Canada Soccer as well as they work with uh, the government health officials so uh, when we do design or when we are putting forward our our safe soccer program that has to be sanctioned by uh alberta soccer and canada soccer because we are members of their association so we have there's a lot of things that we have to do to make sure that we are following guidelines that we've that we have been given to us and i'm sure that's part of all the conversations between the provincial bodies and the canadian body is that understanding that every province is in a different situation in regards to covid some of them are way better off than others just even so regions right exactly that's, regions. that's so what like, i mean so even within a province like you say regions yeah. Like the north is way better off than the south is. So could we open up sooner than later? Well, of course we could. But then now it's getting the CSA, the Canadian Soccer Association, to understand that, you know what, northern Alberta could open up right now. So let's sanction Alberta to allow them to open the doors up as far as football goes. And I think that's what CSA is looking at, you know, doing it regionally yeah. rather yeah. than, you know, nationally uh, looking at 
opening up different provinces at different times, then we just need, you know, Alberta soccer to look at it regionally as far as, you know, the South versus um, the North yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Makes, makes tons of sense. Yeah. Well, I hope we've answered a lot of questions here for people. We're at an hour point here of uh, our Facebook live. Uh, do you have one more no, question? No, or? I just want to point out a couple yep, things. Sure. Um, <clears throat> the fields in Edmonton were originally opened up on May 1st. They've now been um, bumped. bumped to May 31st. So, I know I, I get asked this question a lot, you know, can they go out and start kicking a ball around? No, you can't. Um, you can kick a ball around in your backyard. It is advised not to go with maybe a group of your friends, whether you're on the same team or not on the same team, and go into some green space and kick a ball. Do it with your parents, not anybody else playing soccer. That's all I advise right now. Just continue doing. Soccer has been banned in Alberta, or all in Canada right now, so just continue on that mode. Yeah. Play it safe. Again, we go back to the, 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 the better we can follow those guidelines to getting back to normal, the quicker the stages we move through, and that gets us back to playing. Mm-hmm. So. The last thing I want to touch on as well is that, you know, we've been doing, the all the staff have been doing different surveys rather than sending out a survey monkey for the surveys. We've had our technical staff and our admin staff reaching out to coaches, and I think we've got a a good majority of them done. Yeah. Now Rachel, one of our admin staff, will be working on doing the membership survey. So she'll be, you know, keep close to your phones. She'll be reaching <laughs> out to you all and getting some information and feedback from the past indoor season. Yeah. Uh, and and it's greatly appreciated to to be given the feedback and that really helps us to move forward on programming and the, and the different ideas that we have as a club moving forward to help benefit you as members of this club. Um, so I want to thank, uh, Charles, I want to thank Debbie and I want to thank D and Andreas for being here. Thank you for being here live and listening to us babble, even through our, uh, errors of audio. Um, we're continuing to rectify this each way, but the first, third or fourth one will be spot on. Anyway, and it'll be in the evening. It'll be, and it'll be in the <laughs> evening. Exactly. Um, so thanks to everybody for listening and tuning in. And from a podcast perspective, you've been listening to uh, Soccer Talk in the Park, Sherwood Parks District Soccer Association's official podcast. And we'll talk to you again soon. See ya. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association.